Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from October the 13th of 1990. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper, who continues to have shoot job blues. And if we're going to be real with you, actually today he didn't have shoot job blues, but he slept almost all day because it is Mardi Gras Day in New Orleans as we record this on March 1st, 2022. As you know, these things always air a week after, or a week in a couple of days, depending on when we recorded. How are you doing tonight? I'm great. I've we've got a Skype update over here. I got this new button that make, I can push, and if you start getting on my nerves, I can just stop the whole thing. <laughs> so, I don't think it stops it on my end, but we already had that discussion during the opening of the show, or before the opening of the show. So, so if I don't like the way this thing's going, I'll just pull the plug on it and go home. I don't care. <laughs> We're probably all going to get nuked next week anyway. So why? What is it? Why is this? This show ain't even going to come out. That's not true. We come out. We we. Right, let me tell you something. Us and the cockroaches, right, pal? That's we'll be, right. We'll be we are going to to the cockroaches. That's right. We are going to. I mean, seriously, like we are going to defy everything. The end of the world will be here, and this show will keep rolling. I have a feeling, and I, I, you know, I don't. Sometimes you get that feeling, and you're like. Is it gas or what? But 2022 is going to be our year. How about that? Oh, God. You said, we, now well, you really... we, recently, <laughs> we recently had our quarter one strategic planning session. And uh, we got out the flip <laughs> charts and we wrote everything down and we got out the, do- the vote dots and we voted for what are our priorities for the year. <laughs> Funny enough, getting Harper here on, on recording nights was the number one priority. We do have some news that if things materialize, not necessarily show related, but in a couple of months, we might be making no. a, l- a little bit of an announcement about something. But it's not, I don't want to make it sound imminent because we we're, we got many months to go before then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Hopper's okay, everyone. I mean, look, if you're following him on Facebook or whatever, he's posting, he's out with his girl, and they're doing Mardi Gras today, and he's got his, you know, I guess he's been lazy. He hasn't shaved his head because he's got his old man look going with the head and the, so the hair on the this. sides. He's a local, but he's got a girl. So is that a whipping, you know, because the locals, I mean, unless you're in a fl- on a float, y'all ain't heading down to Mardi Gras, are you? 
I think he's in Metairie, and he's in his 40s, so whatever. So, well, I also don't know how this works. Will Harper let his girl pull up her shirt for some beads? Probably not. Okay. I didn't know how the locals get into that. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Not at her age. <laughs> not that she's old, but that's like, well, I take that back. I saw this old crusty broad one time when I was in my teens. What does crusty mean? She lifted up them that shirt and... Were there these, scabs? I mean, what are these, we talking about here? These fucking dead dogs popped out with veins running through them. And I was like, Jesus, those things are all, ugly. First of all, all breasts have veins in them, I think. These I things really were think prominent. You're supposed to see the veins, but that's a different story. Big old blue clunky veins. Come on. Nobody would. That's what happens over in the menace shamu wing no some droopers Mm -mm. (laughs) your 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 tag team's the droopers them 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 pale them pale droopers don't work for me brother they get the hogan finger wave man and you know i catch a lot of stuff for being anti certain people but boy you come on here and really, really, really get down on the, 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 the white folks. And I don't appreciate that. Let me explain something to you. We're talking about preference here. We ain't talking about racism. If you like women of when a certain have I ever been ethnicity. Sh- hold up. Shut up. If you like women of a certain certain ethnicity, ethnicity, that doesn't make you racist. It just means you have a personal preference. That's your personal preference. Now, when you start spewing hatred... Hatred. Towards what another is that? group, that is a different story. Well, I mean, I don't hate. Anybody you hate everybody. No, no, skin. you're an equal opportunity hater. Uh, you just hate everybody. Right. Exactly. But shit. You know what? Now you piss me off. The special Why? shout out to our largest page contributors monthly. Disrespectfully, classy Marky Blasty, Mike Children, and Joe Ice. And then I want to mention a couple of things related to Patreon. So something weird happened with Patreon last week after we recorded. I noticed like multiple people who are actually already patrons and annual patrons. They popped up as new patrons, which is very weird. So I double checked and you all were already patrons. So like Michael H., Carl Olson, Kevin Jeffrey, Michael Herndon, y'all are all patrons. But I wanted to shout you out because I'm not sure why it popped up saying you all were new, but you've been patrons for a long time. So thanks for being longtime patrons. And then I need a shout out to uh, Judge Fawcett. Thanks for bumping up your pledge. You're a good man. Padna, I appreciate it. Uh, Judge Fawcett, uh, I'm telling you this, Doc, because this kind of toots your horn, even though it pains me to say it. Judge Fawcett says, I love the small talk and intro every week. So, Doc, toot your horn because, you know, basically he's praising you because you're the small talk guy. I I tell Mike every, he's like, we got to get into the wrestling. That's not what I say. And I said, and I said, people appreciate the beginning because. It helps us build a connection. And you people out there, you people get a chance to feel like you know us a little bit. I mean, you don't really know a damn thing about me, but it makes you you feel that way. So remember how we said last week, everything's at work. I mean, even we're working and we're the realest motherfuckers around. Once again, to set the record straight, I'm all for a long opening. The problem is, as we're about to review a damn near 120 minute episode of Saturday night is the doc over here gets blown the piss up. All right. I tell you what I'll do to make up for it. Let's do two straight hours on this episode and I won't be blown up. How about that? No, 
Not happening. Why? <laughs> you know why to tonight. It's a long show. Let's go. Let's do it for the people. Yeah, We're okay. Here. We got nothing to go do except the show. Mm. Right. Boy, you're why don't you so... Level, why don't you level with the people like what you told me before we got on? Look, I have better things to do tonight. I got some things around the house to, that I got to work on. And so let's hurry up and knock this out so that I can go do valuable stuff with my time. Oh, no, my I could tell the people my Tejano uh, brother, two doors down, he's coming to help me fix something that needs fixing. I mean, Tejano, uh, what yeah. does that mean? Or you got to get that shit right. I, man, I'm telling you, hanging out with the the, the soccer dads. Uh-huh. Like, so, you know how some black people prefer black and some black people prefer African-American? Yep. That shit happens over with the with our with our uh, Latino brothers because I just said Latino, but some people would say, "No, no, I'm Mexican." Yeah, hey, I mean, get it right. it, I mean, it's like everybody's got a preferred label. No, no, you're not, okay. Hold on, everybody and if has. We're going to be per- the wokest podcast in the industry. We've <laughs> got to get all this straight. Nobody's woke. Okay, first off, um. Don't ever say African-American around my wife. She don't want to hear that. She's like, I'm black. Well, okay, so let me ask you this. What if you're not trying, you're trying to be like, <laughs> I got to say, I got to, here's the thing. It's a flip of a coin if I don't know you. And right. I'm trying to be respectful <laughs> either way. Right. Now with my luck and pale skin, I'm probably going to get it wrong every single time. <laughs> or the, the brother or sister is just messing with me. They ain't got no preference, but whatever I say, they're going to take the opposite. <laughs> Nah, bro. Nah, nah. See, see, we ain't black. We're African American because you came and stole us from Africa. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's a preference, man. Some people like African American. But would she get mad? Or I mean, is, am uh, I gonna she, get? The she's not gonna get. She like, get, she's not gonna get mad. Okay. She wouldn't get mad, but that's her preference is not that. And it's funny because hey, like, I'll call okay, you, I'll call you what you want to be called, but I I can't read minds. How about that? It's funny because, like, I mean, you've met my wife. She's not light-skinned anywhere near. She's, she's. I mean, you didn't just you didn't dark. just dip your toe in the pool. You you went all the way down yeah, to the deep nice. end. I got you. Anyway, so she's <laughs> she's dark, and what's hilarious is I got a friend of mine from back home. She is paler than you. Well, I like but the sound black. of that. <laughs> What's up? But she's black. And, oh, well. And if you mention that she's, if you say black to her, she's like, she'll she'll correct you or cut you. I'm African American. Like, that's what she, I mean, I've been around her when she does it to people and I chuckle. <laughs> I think, I think. That maybe we need everybody to wear a lanyard with their preferred labels. No, come now you're taking things too far. Mine's gonna say crack ass cracker. That 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 would nail it with you. Crack ass cracker. <laughs> cracker. <laughs> Whitey. <laughs> mine but. would say mine would mine would transcend color and just say Booker Man. Booker Man. Uh, <laughs> Real quick, and then we'll... Uh, so I wanted to mention the patrons. So uh, I mentioned that a second ago, and Judge Fawcett, thank you very much for bumping up. 
But I also want to shout out a couple of new patrons, Andy H and Ethan F. Ethan was mentioning he'd been listening for a few months. I uh, found the show and he finally jumped on for all the extra stuff. So thank you, Ethan. And thank you to all the patrons out there at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Remember, 300 plus episodes on Patreon await you, including the video versions of all the shows that Doc and Hopper and I do at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And I actually discovered something recently on um, on the video versions. So I moved the video versions to Vimeo eh, probably about a year ago from Daily Motion because they were acting crazy. And uh, evidently on Vimeo, you can actually download the video. So uh, Ethan, actually, I discovered that while trying to troubleshoot some stuff with him over the weekend. So uh, if you wanted to download the video versions, you can download it and you don't have to like stream it. Like say you're at work and you can't really stream it, but you want to download. Videos take up a lot of space, but it is possible if you have a device that is large enough Unlike Doc's little kickstand, man. If you got, if you work somewhere where you can't get a signal, y'all need to form a union and, and get your rights. <laughs> y'all need to seize the means of production. Production. <laughs> and if you can't do that, at least uh, you know that's you go straight for the means of production, but you settle in the negotiations for some Wi-Fi. <laughs> Especially if you can't get a signal. Like if you're just in a spot where you can't get a signal. Oh man. I used to work in one of those, man, and you might as well just, I mean, really figure out a way to do the Von Eric thing. Well, you made it, so you didn't do the Von Eric thing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe but become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is a great way to support this show. You not only support the show, and you put a little bit of funds back into it, but you get tons of extra stuff. And at this point, that Patreon's been in existence for like four to five years, so there's a load, load of extra content. Come on. There's, there's Hopper. Load is there's Hopper squirting or someone. God, remember how we were like. I'll never forget him texting you something during that episode. And your immediate thought was, I got to figure out how to get this off my phone. <laughs> That's it was true. terrible. Oh, but become and a we've patron. And we watched our little Harper grow about. up. Yeah, he went from dealing with squirters and all Out kind of, of stuff to squirters to current lady. God, that episode is so f- terrible. <laughs> I, I I made a comment at one point. I hope like that by minutes. terrible you really mean Hall of Fame worthy. I made a comment in at the end. Or like 10 minutes into that, I remember going, oh, God, Harper, people don't want to hear this. This is filthy. And, and I got messages via email on the Patreon page. People going, this is exactly what we want to hear. <laughs> There's your market research. You know, JR like, will always say, if you got an ass every 10 inch, well. I was like, where'd we go wrong? <laughs> My immediate thought was, where, where'd we go wrong? <laughs> One of us, well, one of us three needs to get single again so that we have some stories for the show. Uh, that would be helpful. Although Hopper is full of stories, even from his single days, that haven't been extracted yet. And that's why you're here, because you can normally extract them out. I'm like a Bitcoin miner. I just never forget when, I don't know what the comment was. He was like, he just, it hit, his, it hit him. Bra, 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 I got a story. My friend was banging his deaf chick once and we were like oh my god where's this going and that woke up brother dave from the dead in australia 
It's true. Hey, um, speaking of our, our listeners, we had a five-star review. You want me to read it? I was about to tell you to read that. That way we can get into the uh, big portion of the show with the review. So this this <clears throat> reviewer, this is his second review. And yeah, the review I... is called Second Review. Yeah. <laughs> Which we appreciate. You're going to have to edit this out. I'm about to die. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Man, it's allergy season, bro. What if you say so? So we have a listener out there who is actually writing books and shit. Yeah. Matter of fact, go on Amazon, search author Ian Totten and buy a couple of his books while we're mentioning his five-star review, his second one. Second five-star reviews is twice as much as most people out there have done. So there you go. Anyway, he says there isn't a better or filthier podcast out there. Doc's humor is just my speed. Harper is hilarious. And Mills, as the straight man, is perfect. This isn't for drips like the D-man. May he (laughs) never foul our airwaves again. Or the brain-dead legions or the mortgage mark. But people who like raunchy comedy and old school wrestling. BTT has helped me helped keep me going through some rough times during some rough times. And I appreciate all that they do. Well, he's, you know, he's an artist writing books. We're an artist being in this in the podcast industry. Game recognizes game, you know. Yeah, and I appreciate it, Ian. This is a very nice write up and. As you can see, the D-Man hasn't dripped his way back onto the airwaves. But if he does, it's going to be because we sick the dog on him with Hopper. That way you can at least halfway enjoy Hopper just ripping I'm afraid Hopper's too nice in that regard. He's got a soft spot. Like, I've heard Harper off the air tear some people new rectums. But uh, I, I, for some reason, he won't pull the... the the wings off that bee or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he's just kind of like, he doesn't want to go there. Let me get the motherfucker. <laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> oh man. Uh, doc, you ready to talk? Especially now wrestling? that I got this mute button over here on Skype, man, he gets, everybody's going to get some. Okay. Are you ready to talk some wrestling? You're going to have to hurry through this because you said you had a, a a neighbor coming over. What kind of work y'all doing tonight? Y'all going to put up some drywall? What are we doing? Wow. You just really just painted them with a broad brush, didn't you? No, no, no. They could do plumbing, no, no, general no, 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 contracting, no, no, no. Uh, electrical. I, I I just was wondering if it, your rage punching holes in the wall, you needed to fix some holes. Well, he's a doctor, too, and I, and I need him to... to to you know check my rectum out why are you getting all of my business i mean come on mm-hmm. <laughs> no eh, just a couple things you know need to be done around here that's been neglected for some time i have a feeling his diagnosis is going to be that shit's all blown out back there might need to wow. start over with a new one really okay you went there huh can we talk some wrestling now from this week? Well, we're going to talk about October 13th, 1990. We're at this somewhere in Ku Klux Klan territory. Wow. We're talking October 13th, 1990. We are at 
the Georgia Mountain Center this particular week. And there actually is a reported 900 people in attendance. And this, if you believe the Internet, was taped or filmed or recorded on October 1st of 90 at the Cobb County. um, I'm sorry, um, at the Georgia Mountain Center. We were at Cobb County last week. So we got more people here, 900 people, because I think last week we had like 350 and it was empty. And there were, you even made a point at one point. It was like, quiet. Was too. No noise in this building. Give me one second, Doc, and I will share this uh, the video from this week's episode. That way you can see it because I'm already rolling on the video sharing that I'm doing. And let me know when you can see it coming through and I'll hit play. Oh, he just got hit. With, oh, he got hit with the chair. Good job, Sid. Um, real quick. Hit him again. Before, hit him again. I need to mention something about this show. Now, keep in mind, this is October 13th of 90. So we're a couple of weeks away from Halloween Havoc. And I don't want you to answer this now when it comes time to do the rating. But I want you, when we come time to the rating, I'm going to ask you a question about, did anything advance in this episode? And the things I want you to focus on when I say did anything advance, because I think this will help us when it's rating time is, I think everything was already set in motion related to matches and things we, we knew we were going to see. We knew we were going to get the Steiners and Nasty Boys because we already had a sign-in. We knew we were going to get um, Sting and Sid. We knew we were going to get, because we've been building it for a few weeks now, Doom versus Arn and Flair. Uh, Doom, not Dune. We knew we were going to get Luger and Hanson. I believe that was already like finalized. So we already knew a bunch of stuff that was going to happen. And I just want people to be aware when we rate this later, because I think you and I are going to be on the same page with this rating, what we rate it and why we rated it. But keep those points in mind about the stuff that we already know is coming, Halloween Havoc, and the things that actually happen or don't happen on this episode. And that'll make more sense when we get to the end of it. I, I kind of zoned out on what you were saying. It took forever. Good. So anyway, the show opens up, and man, we basically see a few clips of Sid attacking Sting, the Nasty Boys attacking the Steiners, Doom attacking Arn. Uh, we already seen most of these clips. Then JR and Bob Cottle open the show, and we're told we will have a U.S. tag title match between the Steiners and Midnight Express for the U.S. tag titles. About time we're getting that rematch going here. And then that is the formal opening. Lots of replays, and get used to replays. On this episode, we then go to the first match, which is, I don't know how much more I can take of the juicer versus Jeff Stone. JR mentions that the kids that come to the ring with the juicer are known as the juice patrol. And I believe we've talked about that before, but whatever. Doc, thoughts on the juicer versus Jeff Stone? Well, the juicer, much like Wu-Tang, is for the children. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the fact dumb. that when they got in the ring, the juicer took off that boy's shirt. Well, it's 1990, so what are you going to do, right? Doc, did you oh. watch the video I sent to you? I did. I did. It was uh, interesting, to say the least. Ben Martin, longtime patron of this show, big supporter sent me that video from Portland when Art Barr is made in made to be the juicer by Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, from Portland. 
and Ben sent me the clip of it happening. And your comment to me via text, would you like me to say what you said about Roddy or would you like to say what you said? I don't remember what I said, so sure, go ahead. Christ, you're fucking drunk. <sighs> Do you remember anything? No, I, I got it. Doc sent me a text and his exact comment was, Piper ought to stick to wrestling. <laughs> so I wanted you to explain what you meant by that, If but you seem to not remember saying it. Do you know what you meant when you said that? Because I, I know what you meant, but I think the people need to hear what you meant. Because the juicer is a stupid, stupid gimmick. Yeah, it's like, so, so, so maybe you're a great wrestler and maybe you can book yourself but maybe you don't have good creative for everybody else. And then there's the guys like that. They always say like Scott Hall that had good ideas for lots of folks. And maybe Roddy was one of those guys and this just didn't hit. My whole thing is I'd be careful about being with a movie that just came out. Cause what if, you know, they make Beetlejuice two and three. Well, people weren't as Sue happy and as conscientious. I'm just saying, what if, what if they, you know, what if the the movie sucks or it's a it's a flash in the pan? I I want to be I don't want a gimmick that's stuck like that. And that's right. In Portland, it was he was called Beetlejuice, not the juicer. But it was still stupid. And look, hey, you know what? Wait. You can say it's dumb and all, but this gimmick he's throwing down is better than Trucker Norm. I disagree. I think they're both really stupid. Ninja Turtle Norm. They're they're all stupid. There's no better. It's just dumb. But Roddy had a good mind, a great mind for this stuff. And the dude, if you remember the A&E special, bro, he went out there and was supposed to be singing the, the national Mexican national anthem. And that fool broke out, broke out La Cucaracha. That's like savage heat. Like not Randy Savage, but that's just, dude, you are being a savage doing that. And he also gave us Beetlejuice, which is the dope. This is so Hey, dumb. he's a good wrestler. It's a bad gimmick. Fair enough. Hey, I've always said about Norman, you know, as Maka Singh in Calgary, he was good. And then they made him Norman the Lunatic Tick and Ninja Turtle Norman and now, you know, Trucker Norman. And I'm just exhausted with it all. It's just dumb. We'll get to him in a little bit. Sure will. So the finish, the juicer is going to hit the Thez press off the top rope on stone, and he wins, and my comment was, blah. Anything from you? That's the same. Stupid. You know how you see them clips of Randy Orton? Stupid, stupid. Talking about my boy Kofi in the match where Kofi messed up. I hate Orton for that. But anyway, this is that's what I think when I see this gimmick. Stupid, stupid. So we go from that to, hey, guess what? We don't have a lot of new stuff to advance because everything's already laid out. We still got a couple of weeks before the pay-per-view. Let's show the Nasty Boys and Steiners contract signing again and the Nasty Boys attacking the Steiners. And we'll show them beating down Rick and Scott and putting, I think it was Scott, through the table. And then we get a replay of the Nasty Boys promo from last week when they were talking about how they were coming and yada, yada, yada. And 
whatnot. They beat the Steiners up and who, nobody does that, which was fine, but I don't want to see it again. Doc, did you have any comments about the fact that we ran through, you know, a few minutes of replays here and video clips of stuff we saw just a week ago? Hey, let me tell you something. I was looking at that on the far right, that 156.22, and thinking any time I could hit fast forward was a blessing. Fair enough. And Fair enough. But I also feel like when I'm mad next week about the go-home show or whenever that is, I'm going to look back and go, man, they sure blew their load early. Yeah. I tend to agree with you. Um, I don't remember the go home show and whatnot, but I just there the old saying you got: it's not three yards in a cl- cloud of dust; it's running the clock out. This is a little early, brother, to be running the clock out on a pay per view coming up a few weeks away. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, we should be heating it up. Yep. So we go to the Nasty Boys versus Gulf Coast. Wrestling legend Joe Barrett legend. and Keith Hart. You heard me. Hmm. Any thoughts on the Nasty Boys and them defeating rather quickly Barrett and Hart? I thought it was still too long, but <laughs> I think that this that the Nasty Boys are energized here, fully energized by their creative. And they look into it. Energized, huh? Well, you know, I mean, what's wrong with that word? One of those corporate sayings you told years ago on this show about someone. No. Are you telling me the Nasty Boys and Steiners are going to bear fruit? What does that mean? Something you told me, corporate speak, years ago. Corporate speak. I don't, do I speak like a corporate person? Sometimes. Uh, any purpose? other thoughts on the Nasty Boys versus beating Keith Hart and Joe Barrett? No, I'm, I'm pretty good there. The Steiners then cut a promo. It's a quick one. Meat and potatoes. I, could, I wasn't about to go back and watch last week to see if it was the same. But it was pretty quick. One of them 30-second gimmicks or whatever. Any thoughts on it? Nope. Yeah, it, it, They're not advancing. I hate to sound like this, but it's kind of what it is. We then see a scroll commercial which shows all of the cable providers which are carrying Halloween Havoc. And then there was a fantastic Genesis commercial. That's it. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Oh boy, Chris Zaha is going to love that one. And Rams and Bears are, are playing NFL Sunday Nitro football on TNT. Man, give me the Rams. I, no, wait, wait. 1990? This is 90. No, Nobody no, gives I, a shit about that game. That's not true. No one. No, I would have took the Rams. Yeah, definitely the Rams, bro. But nobody cared. It's not like they were good. Uh, I mean, it's only October. I mean, you got the you got Was the whole Jim Everett ago. choking out Jim Rome yet? That happened after 90, I think. Okay. You know what's crazy? What would happen if that a, something like that happened today? Oh my God! Can you imagine? That shit was hilarious, bro. It was something else. You know what? I, you know what's odd? Let me ask you: Do you think Jim Everett was a 
there was 28 teams in the NFL at the time. Do okay. you think Everett was a top 14 quarterback? So yes. upper half. If you go look at his stats, it's nothing like groundbreaking. Well, I, didn't, I wouldn't have. If you'd have said top 10, I was I was prepared to say no. Well, yeah. I will never forget that game in was it 88. I think it was 88. Boy. Him and Flipper Anderson had like 330-something yards receiving on Sunday night football ESPN against the Saints. Them dudes couldn't stop one man. That's when the Saints defense was good. I was like, how can y'all not stop one person? 330-something yards receiving. I think it is still the receiving record in the NFL. He was too real. Anyway, I thought Jim Everett was okay. Um, he was he was pretty good. Um, finished his career in New Orleans, I think, or maybe oh he went somewhere else after. But yeah, yeah, those teams are terrible. Okay, we'll keep moving. Uh, we again the Sega Genesis commercial. I, I like these commercials. That's why I wanted to mention it because again, Chris Zaha when he saw Genesis does what Nintendo don't, he uh, blasted a Javorski off into the ceiling. Jesus. I know he did. What you people what need gonna... to keep your fucking shit in your pants. Okay, Gordon Soley uh, is hosting the wrestling wrap-up again, and he first throws us to Sid Vicious and Sting in the contract signing. Again, replay from last week. Uh, they showed Sting being attacked, but I don't think we saw Sting signing like, like they did here. So Sid attacks Sting while he is wrestling the Scorpion, mostly the same clip. Uh, after that, Gordon cuts to a Doom, cuts to Doom cutting a promo in the ring and Flair and Arn coming to attack them. So I'm going to go to that. Before I do so, Doc, did you have anything else from Sting and Sid? No. All right. I need 2117. We're getting to it. I'm at 2107, so I'll be there shortly. How's that sound? Okay. Thank you. Some revenge. And any way you want it, horseman. Okay, right there. We'll Are you trying to tell me to pause it? I'm confused. Is Teddy on a cycle? Bro, I don't know what's going on with Teddy. Because he's got like this shirt that I would call like a something that bodybuilders would wear. You can't tell because you can't see him. He's hidden behind Reed and Simmons. He's never been that big. Ever. He looks jacked. He looks like the third Doom. Let's keep playing it and just watch it. More prepared to take it on anytime, anywhere. Now we're not dusting. We're not dusting on Anderson off. Now I'm gonna kick that jump. Rick Flair. So Flair and Arn are attacking Doom. Here's the problem. Anderson. The Soul Brothers Doom, the World Tag Team Champions, we gave you three chances to back off. Number one in that locker room, when I told you to go somewhere else, Ric Flair, you should have heated out of there. Number two, Arn Anderson, when Ric Flair turned his back on you and didn't show up and we whooped you like a dog on national TV, you should have got out of it then. 
Number three, Ric Flair and Anderson had the nerve to jump the World Tag Team Champions from behind. Well, nobody does that better than me. Now, October 27th, Halloween Havoc, I'm going to show the entire world that Doom will remain the World Tag Team Champions. There's nobody in the NWA that can take the World Tag Team belt from them. So, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, you're barking up the wrong tree. Now, my job is really cut out for me. I know the reputation of you, Ric Flair. I know the reputation of you, Arn Anderson. And I know that I've got to keep the World Tag Team titles around the Soul Brothers Doom waist because it means more money, more money. Halloween Havoc, October 27th. Which went on? Okay, I think Teddy just had, like, it just was the cut of the shirt and the bagginess of it. Because when he hops out the ring, you can kind of see it's just like flailing at his arm. But you noticed it too, right? Uh, he looks jacked. But then on this promo, like if you watch the promo here. Scrawny Teddy is back. You know, he don't look scrawny, but he oh, definitely don't look jacked. He looks like Scraps right here. He sure does. <laughs> Man. Old scraps. Too bad scraps. Well, we we couldn't tell that scraps. We couldn't be like, man, you you know who Teddy Long is? No. <laughs> scraps would be like, what? End of story. No. <laughs> you ever watch wrestling? No. All right, good you talk. That... <laughs> All right, we'll keep moving. Uh, after Teddy cuts his promo. I thought Teddy was fine. He kills me with the bouncing up and down. If you think Ole bounces, Teddy bounces. Like he's constantly like, he's like hopping. He's like it, It's it's exaggerated. It's exaggerated. Ole is what it is. Let's keep going. We'll get to Ard and Flair here. See what they got to say in response to Teddy and what what just went down. Went on in the past weeks. Doom has had a snowball effect on your lives and our lives. It's become personal now. It started out as being purely financial. Now it's personal. You got to understand one thing. You jumped on me when I was alone. You got to understand though one thing. We are the dirtiest players in the game and we jump back. Now we're going to take your livelihood away from you at the havoc. Learn to love it is an expression that a lot of wrestlers have had to swallow and eat over the years. It came out of my mouth and it started out like this. Whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it. Doom, this applies to you. We're going to be the next world tag team champions. Halloween Havoc, Chicago, Illinois. Bright lights, big cities, pretty ladies. <laughs> the four horsemen. Doom, it's reality. Believe it. Woo! What do you think about flaring on there? Flair could care less. Wow, that was your take? Yeah. But I don't Why blame do you him. Orange's going to take somebody's livelihood. That's that's real talk, though. I don't think he's mailing it in or he can care less. I just think it's the well, nature you know, Rick, of what like Herb... I do. What? I said, if you, you knew Rick like I do. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. I don't think that's what it is. I just. I just think that I think that herd's got them cutting these short promos and not in front of a live crowd and it it's just not the same. Okay. But you think he doesn't care. I now, think he's I figuring out how to get the hell out of there. 
So the other thing is, I wanted to mention something in the top ten because I'm gonna make a point in the it's episode. It's the same as last week. I believe it is the same as last week. I didn't do a side by side comparison, but I think so. And there's some uh, inconsistency and lack of continuity uh, related to the top tens that they show here and the commentary from Jr. and Bob Cottle. And I don't blame Jr. and Bob Cottle. I just think that I've got the same note for later. Okay, we're gonna talk about that then. But I think it's the same because we still have Rotunda and Horner in here. And I'm like, Jesus. And I wanted to mention something because I don't think he's on this show. Uh, Buddy Landell is the number nine person in the singles. Is he gone yet? Spot. So I was looking at something. And Buddy, according to the history of WWE.com, was fired after missing two shows. And it doesn't say which two some point in October of 90, but it, it then says a note. He was rehired the same day. <laughs> now, does that not sound like the exactly what you would think would happen to Budro? Yeah. Like, like buddy. Hey, hey just let, let me talk to him. I'll smooth all this over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So to the point you just made doc, Buddy gets fired and, you know, he doesn't show up to these two shows, which I'm showing he was at a show on. Let's go back. I want to look at the record for you. So he was at a show on October the 3rd. So this was taped on October 1st, but he's at a show on October 3rd, which is three days after the 30th of September when he worked and wrestled Lou Perez in Florida. So then, I'm sorry, I, then there's a couple of shows in between that on the 1st and 3rd. And we're talking about real dates, not actually television air dates. He shows up on the 4th in Tallahassee, Florida for a show, but he hadn't been at any since September 30th. And a lot of people go, oh, well, it's only, you know, a couple of days. Well, Back then, they worked pretty much every day. Matter of fact, they had two shows on October 1st and one show on October 3rd. So they're saying Buddy was fired after missing two shows. So he must have missed a show on the 1st and one on the 3rd. And then he came back and he gets hired. His first match back against is on the 4th is Tommy Rich. But I think exactly what you said. Budro, must, they must have fired him. And then... Do your buddy, Doc, what buddy said. My man, did, I mean? hi, hey, man. I, now, let me talk to him. I said everything straight. This is all just a big misunderstanding. Because let me tell you, I don't really have fuck you money right now. You know? So, if I got to work with Tommy Rich every night, and so be it. I mean, you know, you ever heard of the Rubicon, Doc? <coughs> Do you remember when that fool started talking about... No, I... God. <laughs> Is that a top five podcast episode of all time? Yeah. Okay, we're talking about Colt Cabana and Buddy. We've referenced it before. If you're a patron, you can hear us actually review it. We reviewed Colt's podcast with Buddy. Phenomenal. It's on YouTube if you want to listen to Colt talk to Buddy. But we actually reviewed it on our Patreon. Reviewed that episode with Colt and Buddy. Budro is phenomenal in that podcast and 
Colt doesn't even know what he's talking about because he doesn't. I don't think he really understood Buddy's history. But Buddy's phenomenal in that episode. He starts talking about the Rubicon and he, he goes off on this tangent with world history and it's fascinating. I think you'd like it. So go listen to it on YouTube. But anyway, you're right, Buddy. Just, man, look, man, I don't have fuck you money, so let me talk to Herd, and I'm going to smooth this over. I wasn't, I ain't had no Peruvian stuff off my nose on the first and third when I couldn't make it. I just was, uh, you know, had a couple problems, and I was trying to sort some things out, and but it was nothing, and he's rehired. And Doc, when he's rehired, he's going to work, like I said, through, I think, the rest of the year. So technically, he's not gone, as you asked that question. Any other thoughts, Doc, as we uh, continue and see a bunch of replay commercials? No. So we get through the commercials, and um, it is uh, nighttime and time to go to sleep because Z-Man is taking on He's announced when he's on his way to the ring, and I continue to not understand why they put Bill Ford in this pathetic-looking singlet. I, I can't do Z-Man, and I'm tired of sounding like a broken record doc what do you have fast forward did you really mm-hmm. was that bad? after after wild man bill ford scrap iron bill ford gave his up yours sign to the crowd which is great for the children he is in there now you got to explain this to the kids um i fast forwarded okay well z-man hits the belly to belly on Bill Ford and a crossbody off the top and Z-Man gets the win and that's that. Then we get probably one of the dumbest things on this episode of a very middle of the road episode, if I'm being kind. The Black Scorpion cuts a promo and Scorpion says, I've been stalking Sting, but the dumbest thing he could ever say because they needed to get through a pay-per-view, he says, I'm going to leave Sting alone during Halloween Havoc. So you wanted to get back at Sting and you've been stalking him, but all of a sudden you're going to leave him alone. And I'm going to let, his exact words, I'm going to let Sting focus on Sid. But then he says, I'll be at Halloween Havoc. You've ripped a lot of this to shreds. This really deserves ripping to shreds. Get your energy up, Doc, because I can see you getting pissed. No, run it back a few seconds. All right. It's very so uh, fuzzy, too. Maybe, it's, it's Maybe, here's what they're thinking. Maybe people are starting to catch on because Oli can't stop popping. So let's blur the camera a little bit. Oh, yeah. They blurred it a lot, actually, more than what it's been. There's, I, I've lost life force for this one, pal. You know, somebody somewhere still into this at the time. Look, man, I, I, I've, I'm one of those people who can find a reason that they do things usually, even though I may hate it. And like I said, this is for the kids and blah, blah, blah. I have a big problem with a hole in the booking. I get it. You need to get to Starcade for this thing. But simply saying you're going to step away after you 
had a title match at a clash with him. Now you're just going to step to the side because, well, Sid's there. Bruh, you're the Black Scorpion. Who the hell is Sid to you? Like, I mean, seriously, who is Sid? I know who Sid mm. is, but you're the Black Scorpion. Why sudden just let Sid go? I'm going to let Sid do this. Now, we know the Black Scorpion isn't Sid. How do I know that? Well, we've seen the Black Scorpion, quote unquote, wrestle. We know it was Al Perez, but that wasn't Sid. We've also seen the Black Scorpion uh, a couple of other appearances. We knew that wasn't Sid. So as a wrestling consumer and fan, we know Black Scorpion isn't Sid. So there's no logic in, oh, maybe the Black Scorpion Sid. And that's why Black Scorpion saying, I'm going to step aside and let Sid get his chance. No, bro, you're the Black Scorpion. You're supposed to have this vendetta against him, him being Sting. The, Why are you here's the, passing here's the, the best, buck? Here's the best thing I can come up with. And I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you think that they think that there's only so much longer this can last because they're losing so much money, so they're just trying to soak the company for as much as they can. We don't really give a shit. Say that again. I lost you for a second in that. They're about to get. They're about to do us in. Flare. They don't have flare on top. This thing's about to go. Let's just keep getting paid. Fuck it. Are you asking me if I think that maybe what happened? Yeah. It's so hard to say. I mean, Flair's got a little while longer, but it. I don't know, man. This is not about Sid either. Sid is a viable opponent. He's not my cup of tea, but I get why people like them. Again, not my cup of tea, but I get why people like them. But to just, dude, you're the Black Scorpion. You've been stalking Sting for weeks now. All of a sudden now, now you ain't worried? I'm just going to step aside. Now, I get something's going to happen at the pay-per-view, but it ain't a match. It's some hocus-pocus, stupidity, hokey horse, stupidity manure. It ain't freaking them having a match. So you just step... Basically, he's stepping aside for a month. No logic. No logic. I can put up with a lot of stuff as a wrestling fan, because we done all seen some stupid stuff. But there's no logic here. None. Made. All right, Doc. Uh, any other thoughts or can we keep going? I think we must. Moondog Rex takes on Tommy Rich. What is going on with Tommy Rich's hair? I wish Harper was here tonight because I need to know what the hell's happening here. It's like he's got a like a wall in the front and on the sides. Look, what is that? Yeah, yeah? that's all you got to say. Getting yeah, older. I knew a that guy I worked with once that had a haircut. It wasn't blonde like that, but it was just like that. What do you call that? Man, there's there's some Elvis in that. Some late day Elvis in that. I'm not saying they're pulling it off right. I'm just telling you. All right. I just, like I said. White I people to love Elvis. They do. And they, they, think they love Elvis more roll. than they love baseball. And they think he created rock and roll. He didn't. Nah, don't tell them that. There's a secret. Elvis sucks. I mean, I don't know enough. I mean, I don't say I know enough. I know who Elvis is. I know enough about him. I wasn't enough into his music to be able to answer that question. 
So I'm going to let you just deal with that one. But Moondog Rex and Tommy Rich are wrestling. And this is kind of interesting uh, what happens here. At least for me, I thought so. Because I'm trying to get to the finish. Moondog Rex hits Tommy Rich in the head with his bone that's sitting in the corner or hanging in the corner. And he hits Tommy in the head. The ref somehow completely missed it. <laughs> Everything was airtight, brother. <laughs> and Moondog Rex wins by pin. And uh, this is kind of tragic, man. The greatest NWA world champion of all time just got pinned by Moondog Rex on Saturday night. And I, I thought this really upset you and you and Javorski. Why me? Because y'all love Tommy Rich. I could care less. How the hell did Nick Patrick miss it? He's he gets it, <laughs> dude. His Tommy Rich is giving Moondog Rex the business. He gets off the ropes. Nick Patrick pushes him away, and he's holding Tommy back. And he, I guess he's out of camera shot. He just still had his back turned. Yeah. They make their refs look stupid. Yeah. This is where they said Moondog is in the top 10. Okay, and that's a good point because they mentioned him being in the top 10, but we just saw the top 10. Moondog Rex is not in the top 10. Whoops. Whoops! Air <laughs> like Chris Berman. Tight. Chris Ber- Remember Chris Berman? He would do an NFL primetime. He would do yeah. that. Whoops! Yep. Used to be a great show, man. Back before you had the YouTube stuff and all that, bro. You you lived you hung on a thread to watch that on Sunday evenings if you had. It cable. was the best part. Oh my god, it was phenomenal. Uh, any other thoughts on Tommy Rich and Moondog Rex? This wasn't bad. It was a decent wrestling match. These two guys both know what they're doing, so it was worth watching. I don't think it was I a bad match. I just wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Was that the first time that day that Tommy Rich had a bone in his face? <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> well, you going to hell, man. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know what you, you know him. I don't. I mean, I've never personally witnessed that. And okay. I mean, he did a run in on our Smoky Mountain show years ago where he, where he said he got liquored up and his throat was numb and he didn't feel it. But, I mean, that could have been just him being drunk. Oh. Yeah, you know. All right, keeping it moving, Terry Taylor takes on Chuck Coates. Uh, we're told Terry Taylor's parents are out in the crowd watching today. And we also told again about the top ten. And they're mentioning here, once again... The moon that Moondog Rex was in the top ten, but he's not. So they do it again. And I don't. Let's be clear. Doc and I aren't blaming Bob Cottle and Jr. Correct, Doc? No, they're they're trying to do the best they can do. Yeah, it's the graphics people who are replaying the same damn graphic from last week because everything was airtight, brother. Everything. Doc, I have a question. Was every okay? If everything was airtight, which it never was, even in the eighties, when did it? 
when did it jump the shark, the airtight? Because, I mean, we can go back and look at 80s stuff from even World Class or Mid-South and go, okay, that wasn't airtight. But when did it really jump the shark with these I old-timers? I think it's taping? when they started doing, like, way in advance tapings at, at down in Orlando. And you'd have title changes, but guys still coming out on TV with their belts. And then you had times when, like, if you... Um, WCW Prime used to come on Prime Network, which was at one time Fox. Maybe now it's Bally's, Fox Sports. And Prime may not have aired on the same day for you. It may have aired a week later for someone else. I don't know if you remember Prime. I do. It used to come on. I mean, this is like the mid-90s. So, yeah, you'd have that airing on different weeks. But, I mean, even then, I mean, we're seeing here in 90, and they're not doing these marathon tapings in 90. And it ain't airtight, brother. It's far from airtight, brother. But you hit these old timers. Everything was airtight, brother. No, it wasn't. Why, why are you lying to yourself? Uh, Terry Taylor they wins did with it the best. hot shot. They're always the best. Of course. To to quote our Boston friend, the 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 sun was brighter, the beer was colder, the grass was greener, the girls were prettier. Right, all that. We stuff, don't remember right, right. things accurately. No, we don't. Well, Trucker Norm is back, and he does another public service announcement for Halloween and making sure the kids are safe and don't eat candy that's been tampered with and all that stuff. And Doc was close to the Von Eric thing right now. Is that correct? Listen to something he says here. Play this. All right, let me let me go back to when he starts that way because it's short. It's not long. Um. All right, here we go. Hold on. Hello everybody, this is Trucker Norman in Norman's Corner. Look at all these great kids here. All right, you know something, I love these kids. I'll tell you what, Halloween Havoc is coming up on October 27th. I want to remind all you kids, ask your parents. You can't get that at home on TV. That's a pay-per-view special. So you ask them to order that in and get ready. That's the biggest wrestling show of the year. That's my favorite time of the year too, Halloween. But remember, wear all that fluorescent clothes and be safe and listen to your parents so nothing bad happens to you. Be careful. I love you all. <laughs> Dear God. What if your parents are bad people and then you're listening to them? Well, I mean, now you do. Oh, okay, well, that, that makes sense. What about selling the pay-per-view to kids like that? Well, I mean, you know, they know they need to get parents' permission before calling, right? Okay. The thing that got me, though, <laughs> was he said all these great kids. Look, kids aren't great just because they're kids. There's some shithead kids, too. Yeah. In fact, I'd go so far as to say just about every kid that's not mine is a shithead kid, but that may be a little too far. Okay. Uh, Latrell choked the coach at the age of three or four. So let's. He's learned from that and moved on. Really? Okay. And he's white, so he really didn't get in trouble for it. He got in trouble for it from us, yeah. What did y'all do to him that night? <laughs> Bro, I never again you came to work. And you were like, Mrs. Doc jumped in his shit. Yeah. And I could hear her. Latrell. He also I'm so disappointed also, in you. He spanked his coach. He also spanked a police officer once. Yeah, that like he really showed his privilege then. 
Well, and then I spanked him to show how show him how to do it right. Yeah, yeah. Y- you you did something. You're lucky. I'm, I'm not even lucky. I'm not. I'm not you yeah, showed your privilege no and admitted luck. it. Doc got pulled I, over for a tail light. That was the police. That's what I'm saying. He got pulled over for a tail light. Gets a freaking attitude with the cop. An attitude. I'm like, bro, you really don't get it. What in his comment was? Well, I know I can get away with it. <laughs> really. Wherever Doc in the car told together, the dude, you get pulled over. We just need to switch seats before they come up there. Doc told the dude. <laughs> this is I told I the dude, you want to see who can get the mayor on the phone first? That's not it. That's not That's not the thing that got me. You said that he told you, do you know why I pulled you over? And you said, yeah, I know why you did. I also know you broke two laws in doing so. <laughs> that's true. So you broke two laws in order to tell me that I got a broken tail light. Gee, thanks. Latrell's hey, back man. there crying. Hey, you got, a, you got to police the police, man. Latrell's and I'm not back, against and I'm not against the police either. Latrell's back there crying. The cop tries to smooth it over with Latrell. Doc tells the cop, "I'm his dad. Don't try to be his father." The cop gives him a warning and he rolls away. You privileged son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't you oh wish you were God. white just for one day? <laughs> That's funny. That is hilarious. Bro, my kid ain't even driving yet, the oldest one. Neither one of them are driving. And I have Don't, talks with him all him. the time about Here's what, you what need to he tell has him to do. Doc. Rules for thee and not for me. <laughs> you are so wrong. But I'll keep going because I had to talk about something during this rather boring J.W. Storm match versus the man by the name of John Peterson. J.W. Storm is mentioned to have worked his way into the top 10. But of course, Mm. according to the graphic, he hasn't, which probably makes the graphic right because he's not top 10 after just a couple weeks. He hits that lame finisher and wins to no reaction. Doc, your thoughts. I thought he tried to work quicker. He was more aggressive, but I just don't know that we're going to get much out of that. I think you're spot on with that assessment. So we continue and get the basically the after a series of commercials, we're going to get the match of the episode, if we're being honest. Rick and Scott Steiner versus the Midnight Express. The Midnight finally get their television. I'm sorry, their rematch for the U.S. tag titles. Uh, JR reminds us, as I mentioned that, that the rematch has happened, that the Steiners defeated the Midnight August 24th, but yet here we are over a month later. So the 30-day clause wasn't adhered to. Everything was airtight, brother. Uh, Cottle tells us why this match is important. He says if the Midnight win, the Midnight, I like this, they put a little stipulation on it. The Midnight would win, I'm sorry, they, they win the match and they would go on to wrestle the nasty boys at Halloween Havoc. That's a key thing to point out because it makes it mean something other than obviously it means something for the belt. But there's an added stipulation to it because, hey, you know, then they get to the pay-per-view and work with the, I'm sorry, wrestle the nasty boys. And maybe they get a little bit of bigger, you know, pizze. Um, So a big match uh, for both of these teams. There's a bunch of commercials mid-match. Makes no sense to me that they do that with the commercials. But, you know, what am I supposed to do? 
Doc, let me throw to you. They give him a lot of time, and I yeah. thought that was nice. And it, yeah. that's that's the great part of this. But go ahead. Fifty-eight twenty-five, please. All right. So bear with me because these two-hour episodes, when I go to a timestamp, it doesn't lot. actually yeah, go. This was me. a great match. I'm just gonna say that this was good. So we're at fifty-eight sixteen here. Bear with me. What do we see? Yeah, here? we're we're right here on it. This right here, into the post. First of all, that's a he took it great. Second of all, he should have bled. Well, TBS, but that's Bobby Eaton, so of course he took it great, right? Yeah. And the thing I liked about this match was the Midnights. Like, look, it's it's awesome and entertaining as we've covered when the Steiners come out and just start tossing motherfuckers around like a, a rag doll. Because they're you're going whether you want to or not. But the Midnights do such work, a good job of selling for them that it really puts over how awesome the Steiners are. Bumping for them like that. Yeah, man. I think you nailed it. There was a top rope bulldog at one point. Crowd mm -hmm. came unglued. You know. Look at that. When you get when you get four dudes in the ring and a manager. Um this look at the crowd standing. Look at the crowd standing. Near side and then boom, hit it. People happy. Bobby Eaton's dead. Look at the crowd. So I, let me rewind it, and I'll actually play the audio from it. That way we can we can hear it happen. Wow, so we here gotta hear is. a bunch of saps cheering. Yeah. Reverses it, and he's got Bobby Eaton on his shoulders. <laughs> he's got beat up Bobby up on his shoulders. Whoa. There's a dog face. You know, one of the things that don't come through in the audio, Corny's reaction when it's happening to Bobby, you know, he's distraught, and that's what a good manager does on the outside. They they actually sell two, which is how it should be. They're part of the proceedings. They're earning a check. That's You're damn right they are. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised that this was going to be good. I mean, we all kind of knew it going in. Yeah. Um, there's a, let me go to one. What other timestamps do you have? None. All right. So right about here, I'm going to hit play. I've got a note. Rick Steiner hits Stan and Stan goes flying out of the ring. So, uh, watch this and listen to the audio. I think it was a surprise cheap shot, Jim, that it really caught him off guard and it was a surprise shot. But you know, after you see the nasty boys, you think more about it. I'm not so sure that's the case. Okay, it doesn't come through in the audio, but the visual, again, if you're a patron, you can see it, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, basically, Stan is just standing in the middle of the ring as Rick Steiner comes off the ropes. And instead of it just being like a tackle, Rick Steiner just checks him and Stan goes flying and rolling to the outside. I don't know. I just kind of like the visual of it. Like, he just body checks him and he goes flying. I got the feeling, too, that maybe the Steiners told Stan back in the back, don't do that damn dick dancing in front of us either. Yeah, because he didn't do it. I was waiting and he was like, mm-mm. You know what's sad? We're getting close to the end of midnight. <laughs> you better, uh, what is it? Uh, three weeks? Uh, Two we're weeks? Not far off. Not far off. I'm sure they'll replace them with another high quality tag team, though. Right. Exactly. They sure will. Um, of course. 
Can't wait to see that. All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward now. I thought this was a good match, classic. You know, we get Scott taking some heat eventually, like the the midnight. You know, they take control of things, and you know Scott Steiner's taking heat, which I'm not gonna say it's odd, but he's a big dude, and he he's you know taking it for the faces. Here is the finish. I'm gonna play the you audio. Say he's from taking it. it in the face. Taking it for the faces. Oh, okay. Sorry. Stupid. Here's the finish. Close, very, very close to new U.S. tag champions. Again, he had the leg hook, but again, he couldn't hold him. Scott Steiner twice now. He just dug down a little deeper. Watch out. He blocked it. And straight down. A dynamic counter move by Scott Steiner. Will he or can he tag his brother? Desperately now trying to get to the corner as is. He needn't make the tag. Lays in, but here comes the down face. Holding that shoulder, he went to the post, but that big right hand is healthy. Oh, face first goes beautiful Bobby into the turnbuckle and Lane to the other side. Turn the standard line on Eaton by the dog face gremlin. All four men now. Cornette pulling beautiful Bobby out of the ring. Oh, he nailed him. This could be all right here. The Midnight Express may steal it from the Steiners. We may have new U.S. champions right now. The referee slow to get there. One, two. Oh, oh no. He almost hit He wasn't two inches from the mat with that third count. Rick Steiner blocking. He's blocking the power driver. A standard line by Scott. Don't face has he rolled up. I mean, look, it's a small crowd, but listen to the crowd react to these four guys. And there was some hard-hitting stuff in there. At one point during the finish, before the finish, Rick Steiner delivered a ridiculous Steiner line to Bobby Eaton. I mean, just, and Bobby's going to sell it like a champ. And then all four guys are fighting, and then you think for a second that the Midnight are going to win because the Cornette hits Rick Steiner with the racket, but Rick still kicks out. Fans go nuts, and soon after, Scott delivers a Steiner line to Eaton as Rick holds Eaton up, and Steiner's win. They retain the belts. To me, the Midnight don't lose anything by losing. I mean, they're still over. We already know they're getting mistreated, and it's kind of hard to gloss past all of that considering what we know now versus what we knew back then. What did you think about how they did the finish and all that good stuff? I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it made sense. I thought it was hard-hitting. I thought it was a realistic match. And given where we are, unfortunately, probably the right team won. Yeah. It's a shame the Midnight Express are here. They took the belts off of them. No shame in the Steiners having it. But it's a shame that for the most part, last year, would you say the Midnight Express have been just not used right? SST, D, Dynamic Dudes, what are we doing? And the Dynamic Dudes feud was okay because, like Cornette has said, Hurd stayed out of that. So there's that Steiner line I was talking about, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So that, you know, that feud was probably okay because the Midnight ended up 
turning real heel again when Cornette turned his back on the dynamic dudes. And I don't know, we just liked the dynamic dudes so much that it probably made sense. I, you know, they were misused and they're getting ready to leave. And it's pro well, they, Bobby sticks around, obviously. But um, it's kind of sad, you know, we're not going to see this anymore. And you think about going back to 85. You know, for me at this point in my life, I had seen these guys for seven straight years, 83 to 90. And now, poof, soon, not tomorrow, but you know what I mean. Two poots. Yeah. Well, Doc, we will keep moving along. Um, the Good stuff there. We get a Nasty Boys promo. All they do is congratulate the Steiners on beating the Midnight, but tell the Steiners you won't beat us. It's one of them 30-second gimmicks. Here we go again. You know, like, we can't do anything in front of a live crowd, and I realize that was pre-taped, so I, I hate it. I just hate it. You know, I hate this non-live crowd stuff. Uh, Gordon Soley plugs Halloween Havoc. He go, runs down the full card, a bunch of commercials. Then we get Sting, and Sting tells Sid, I'll see you at Halloween Havoc. But there was no scream ever at Star, so that's what sucked. And this was a disappointing promo. I don't really know what to take from it other than Sting says, I'll see you at Halloween Havoc. I'm sure Doc had some much better notes on it. <laughs> take well, that me? As a no. You wanted yeah, me to you. say something? Yeah. Shit. It's not, it wasn't good. No. It, these promos... I mean, here's the thing about that. Look, you want to say that Sting connected with the kids. I'm not going to argue with you. You want to say that he had some sort of weird charisma. I'm not going to argue with that. You want to say that you think he's better in the ring than I think he is. I'm probably will give you that. But what I want to know and will never understand is that while he was out of the ring for six months, while they didn't work with him on promos, or maybe they did, and this is what you get. But why isn't he taking that time to really hone his craft? And the real answer is he wasn't that into wrestling. I think that's unfair. Okay. I just don't think he. You know how Rick ever... Flair said he learned how to throw a punch? What? Say that again? You know how Ric Flair said he knew, learned how to throw a working punch? Goddamn pal pronouns, he. Do you know how Ric Flair said he learned how to throw a working punch? Are you how saying Rick he is in Sting or Flair? Flair. Enlighten us. He said he nailed a string from the ceiling and threw punches at it until he wasn't touching it. Okay, Point yeah, is, all, all of old time to say that. Okay, well, sometimes is this shit takes some repetition. I don't give a damn how much repetition you gave Sting. He wasn't going to cut a good promo. Mm. You, know who the modern promo day, guy. you know who the modern day Sting is? Oh, God, please. I want to hear who you have to say. <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Oh, no. She's better than that. Promo-wise. <laughs> Are you serious? A hundred percent. She makes Sting look like Luthez and Ric okay. Flair. You're trolling now. No, <laughs> you're I'm really that. not. You're trolling. You're you're trolling. Um, yeah. Uh, I know you think I I lo live to rib you, 
<laughs> but ask me tomorrow, and my answer will be the same. That's that's inaccurate. I no, thought you were going to say, and so it's not inaccurate. You know who I thought you were going to say? It's actually another female wrestler. I thought you were going to say Jade Cargill. I don't even, I've never seen her in the ring, so I can't say anything about it. Okay. Uh, wait, we were talking about promos and not in ring. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the whole thing with Sting. Well, Jade doesn't remind me of Sting in the body. That's all I'm saying. Look at you. That's great. Objectifying our great female performers. For I'm not objectifying little, anything. I'm a... Your little wing-wang. Able-bodied man that thinks she is attractive. If that's a problem, that's on you. No, I, I don't even really know who she is. So, Well, you know, dark women... Black women don't do it for you, so it really wouldn't matter anyway, because, you know, you have a problem with that. Do you like white women? I mean, I ain't got nothing against them. Not my preference. There you go. Same thing. Just reverse mm -mm. it. You don't, you don't explain it like that. I... <laughs> you heard me say the word preference, and that's when you decided to break out that word. It's like you learned a new word in a dictionary. What word? Preference. Preference. Yes. Say more. Okay. Well, Tim Horner defeats Brian Carr. Who? Tim Wrong Horner. Got one. <laughs> Bro, the natural bridge. I can't get enough of it. He takes six years to bridge backwards. <laughs> Dude, by the time he bridged backwards, friggin' Pee Wee Anderson is on about to hit the three count. Look, look, he can't get backwards. Look, I know that's Arn Anderson's best friend and all, but that's where me and Arn are going to have to agree to disagree. Bruh, he can't bridge. <laughs> Which, you know what? Neither can I, but it's not my finisher. That's right. You nailed it. I love people that go, well, could you do it? No. That's the point. It's not my finisher. It's his. <sighs> Terrible. God bless you, Tim. All right, Bubba. We keep going, and we get a promo from Sid, and Sid says he's going to beat Sting and win the belt at Halloween Havoc. Paul Lee then asks Sid to come on the Danger Zone next week, and Sid says, I'll be there. Paul said from... he was like John Wayne. Come on. Paul said who was like John Wayne? Sid. So, you're saying Daddy Doc would have loved this promo? No, he didn't like wrestling. I'm saying we can't get anybody that's more current. Oh, for sure. Now, if it had been a John Wayne reference and Dusty was still there doing this, I could have kind of understood it. But, I mean, Jim Hurd is old, so and Ole's old, so who knows? You know? I don't know. Doc, I know the, the graphic behind them, the green screen, the danger zone is WWF, you know, light. But don't you think it's kind of cool, the whole danger zone graphic behind them? It actually looks good to me, or no? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Uh, we get a bunch of commercials. Um, nothing to note for me. And then we get the Southern Boys 
versus old friend Death Row and Hassan Farouk. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I can't quite remember. But I think it's Hassan Farouk. Uh, Doc, we get a picture-in-picture promo from the Master Blasters here talking about their match versus the Southern Boys coming up. And Nash literally called himself all the way live. Uh, I had this to say. Hold on. I was going to play it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you about to say? I popped when he called himself all the way live. I've always, I've always kind of thought he was a mark for himself, but now we have audio proof. Well, I mean, remember in, in, during the Monday Night Wars, he became big sexy. So I'm like, is this a like, you know, is he projecting big sexy in 1997 or six? Let's listen sure. to the picture in picture. You'll hear what I'm talking about. How about the Southern Boys? Halloween Havoc, Southern Boys. Baby, you got it all coming at you. You're going to find out exactly what it is to be Master Blaster. My partner Blade, myself still, all the way live. Halloween Havoc. I don't know if you noticed it. That's his new partner now, Blade. What's it mean to be Master Blasted? Bruh, <laughs> you don't want to know what came through my mind when I heard that. <laughs> Drenched in jizz. Yeah, I mean, with all these morons we got, you know, out there who... Morons? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of Javorskis of the world. I would say esteemed listeners and future patrons. Javorski's an esteemed listener? Is he a patron? That guy is a moron. Is he a patron? Yes. Been one for a while. There you go. So even if someone's a moron, they're... <laughs> It's okay if you're a patron. Got it. All right. Why is it my fault to police your intelligence levels? Well, I don't know what it means to be master blastered, but... I think you do. <laughs> all right. But Nash calls himself all the way live. That was great. It kind of was hilarious, man, that I thought about it. Um. So I'm going to go to the finish, unless you have something before then, because there's a botch at the finish that I kind of chuckled at. I don't think I saw anything in that. Um, no, go ahead. So Farouk isn't the best seller, Hassan Farouk. No. So in the finish, Farouk takes a back bump when he's supposed to jump up so that Smothers could hold him up while Armstrong hits the missile drop kick on him. But I... but. The he just falls backwards, and Armstrong then has to headbutt him instead of actually just hitting the missile drop kick. You'll notice it now that I've said it. So I'm hitting play on it. They're about to get rid of Death Row, boy, guy. He oh, he rolls shit. out, and then here's look. Watch what Smothers. He's trying to oh dog deep deep. You see, Smothers is supposed to pick him up and hold him, and since Armstrong's already up on the top rope, he's got to. He was set to hit the missile drop kick. And then Armstrong had to make sure that lump of shit didn't move on him. Right. So that's why I think he waited for a second. Yeah. Uh, credit Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong for covering it. But yeah. you can tell the guy jumps up and Tracy's trying to hold him up. And like you said, he just felt like a freaking wet turd. Look, here it is. Bloop. <laughs> uh, and Yeah. Airtight, brother. But, you know, he's an enhancement talent, so I'm not trying to beat him up too bad. But he really didn't know what he was doing. Uh, if Harper was here, his exact words would be, This guy sucks! 
<laughs> that was what we said. <laughs> From there, we get a series of promos with Stan Hansen and Lex Luger, and basically they're like the quick 30-second variety. You know, uh, Stan saying he's, you know, coming for Luger at Halloween Havoc, and Luger's meat and potatoes. Lex tells Hansen he made a mistake, but now he's got to face him at Halloween Havoc, and he's not going to win. And I don't know. Did you have anything specific? Again, these generic green screen promos yeah, are for the there's birds. there's no emotion to it. It's happening in a sterile environment, which takes the oomph out of it. And they, this one, they need to get this on. This is, I was interested in it's taken so long that now I'm kind of losing interest. Let me ask you a question. What's worse? Uh, okay. These sterile promos in front of the green screen that are 30 seconds to a minute? Mm-hmm. With guys that who do that know how to promo, okay. or the crap you see on Raw, fifteen minute, ten minute promos with two guys going back and forth having a conversation like no real humans ever have. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say neither. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm, I'm doing because I watched Raw last night, and <laughs> it was painfully bad. He sent me a text. He said, Raw is horrendous. <laughs> was I all mean, he said. they lost Latrell. Too long, man. But we've had that argument for years. On the very first episode of BTT, I, we said, too damn long. Your exact words. I said, what do you think, Doc? And you read, too damn long. I remember that. Well, and it's still like I mean, that. so I don't want to see that, and I don't want to see this. What I want to see the, yeah. is people cutting personal issue promos in front of a crowd in a way that turns the heat up. If you want to see an example, just go watch Magnum and Tully and Baby Doll. Now, Magnum assaulted a woman. And kissed her. I mean, that's wrestling, dude. And Dusty Rhodes. Do you think that that was the worst thing that happened to a woman by the by in front of a wrestler that day? No, but it wouldn't play well. <laughs> you know, I mean, we had this discussion back then. It wouldn't play well in 2022. And then, you know, so Magnum assaults her and grabs her and kisses her. And David Crockett, she likes it. She likes it. She likes it. And then, you know, not too much longer after that. In January of the next year, in 86, Dusty, well, Tully slaps baby doll, physical assault on a woman. We don't condone that here at BTT. And then Dusty, in saving her, comes out and says, don't you ever put your hands on her. She belongs to me now. Belongs. (laughs) He claimed ownership. I want you to come out to the to the room after you're done recording and tell Sasha she belongs to you. She'd laugh, but yeah, it might not play well. Um not if you sell it right. Sure. Start Probably. by at demanding a sandwich. When I tell her there's things that she'll see me watching with old school wrestling and she's like what is that stupidity? I can't give you an example, but she just, she looks at it like it's, 
Not inhumane, but the dumbest thing ever. Well, if her <laughs> if her high horse didn't need stills, then maybe we'd let that go. But she ain't in there watching, you know, C-SPAN and you know science shows. So let's she, don't let's don't get it twisted. She ain't watching brain surgery, is what you're saying? No. Yeah, I agree. All right. She's, well, she's watching a bunch of trifling heifers do a bunch of trifling heifer shit. Man, who are you telling? The Rock and Roll Express are taking on the Ring Lords. We talked about them last week and maybe the week prior. I'm trying to remember. But anyway, uh, Jose, I appreciate the... Or Jesus, I'm sorry. I appreciate the, the message to me about them in Puerto Rico. These guys are interesting. Um, but the big thing from this match, Doc, is we, we've been talking about Gibson's Leg. He hit the drop kick. Yeah, but he is not doing well He's at all. He's in trouble. Dude, he... he sh- I mean, it's easy now for us to look at it and go, oh, yeah, bro, there was no way. It wasn't going to happen. But, man, because we already know. We know the history. But when you watch him limp around in this leg, man, it's a miracle he was working every night. It really is. Because he, he can't go. I mean, he, he has moments where he's doing okay, but then you can see it's like, dude, this this knee is gone. Did it, it, did it cut into his rap banging? So I'm going to assume um, he went with the horizontal positions. Hey, you can work around some injuries. That's not a problem. Yeah. You know what you're with doing. that, and for I sure. Would assume, I would assume he's had enough time in, in the ring, if you will, to know how to work around that injury. Bro, he cringed. Look at him hit this double drop yeah. kick. Watch him hit it. He doesn't get any air for one. And watch when he lands how he cringes. He's you see, yeah. he, he's wincing. He, he didn't like that. No, it it that that Oh. Oh. I mean he hopped up gingerly. He's not good, bro. And you can nah. really, really see it. And I actually think he's trying not to sell it as much as possible, but he's his knee is shot. And I'm and just gonna the, tell you right now, we're we still have thirteen minutes in this turd to go. Man, at this point, I was like, "Do I really want to be on a podcast?" <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. Real quick, Doc, it's his his left leg is okay because he jumps off of that, and I know what mm-hmm. happened. The right knee is the bad one. It bangs mm-hmm. the mat. Yep. When he comes down and he winces. And this right. show is so exciting. That's all. That's what we're talking about here. Gibson's knee injury. And, you know, can he get around and do some rap hanging? <laughs> Boy, what a show. Well, we we really, um, man. Breaking new ground. Oh. Uh, we need to go to a promo. It is Arn and Flair, and they're being interviewed by Missy this time. So earlier we heard them, and now we're going to hear them again. And because it's Missy, boy, we are listening. So let's see what they got to say. And I'm here with Arn Anderson and Nature Boy Ric Flair, two of the four horsemen. And guys, I know the problems that you're having with Doom, but can't you just sit down and become friends and not fight about it? Missy, friendship's out the window now. We're talking about world championship belts. We're talking about money, prestige, notoriety, and most of all, We're talking about the honor of being the horseman. When we tell the wrestling world we're going to do something, it happens. And we're telling Doom we're going to become the world tag 
team champions. Right, Double A? We thrive on being overachievers. We thrive on adversity. Adversity builds character. A lot of people in this world don't believe Ric Flair and myself can rise to the occasion. Tomorrow on the main event, we're going to give you a real graphic example. We're jumping on the Rock and Roll Express. They're a fine team, four times world champions herself. We're going to dismember them before your eyes. Take that as an example. Woo! And we'll be back right after this. Doc, who are the horsemen right now? Wyndham, Sid, Arn, and Blair. No. All but... You're about to lose it because Elvira's on here, so let me pause so you don't lose your mind. All but Sid. You know, Arn, Barry Wyndham, and Flair. That's a nice trio of horsemen, three out of four. Would you agree? Yes. We see Barry Wyndham on this episode? No. We got a pay-per-view coming up shortly. He didn't have much to do with the last one. Halloween Havoc 90. We can't get Barry involved in some stuff? Nah. The reason I say it's generic Rick is Rick ought to be, I mean, people like you don't talk to people like me. You know, that kind of thing again. Mm-hmm. I remember when I wrestled, when I broke into wrestling, your kind dressed over there. That kind of stuff. There you go. What? Nothing. What if I told you there's a Barry that wrestles at the pay-per-view, but he's not named Wyndham? Is it Horowitz? <laughs> it's a preliminary match. Is it Barry O? No, you, you nailed it. It's Horowitz. It's a preliminary match against Tim Horner. There you go. That'll warm up the crowd. It actually will. It, I'm just... I'm dumbfounded. Barry Wyndham is not booked in a singles match at Halloween Havoc. What are we doing, bruh? What are we doing? No, I'm dead serious. Like, what? what? I don't we're, get it. And We're destroying the town. That's what we're doing. Now, as I say that, some spoilers out there. People are going to be like, but Mike, you forgot about. I get that. And we'll talk about it at the pay-per-view. But they could have still did that. That they did and gave Barry a match. Like, that's all I'm saying. Why does Barry care? He's getting paid both ways. I agree, but the problem is we, once again, we got talent in this promotion, but we don't know what the hell to do with it. All right, I'll keep moving. because We're in year one of about a five and a half year run of that. Uh-oh, look out. Here's Mike's TV main event. Uh, so, well, first they show a clip from NWA main event with the Freebirds attacking Allen Iron Eagle and the Renegade Warriors make the save. And then we get the Renegade Warriors versus State Patrol in the main event. And they give these guys a decent amount of time. Not a ton, but a decent amount. The Renegade Warriors are scheduled to wrestle the Freebirds at Halloween Havoc. So stay tuned to see if that goes down the way it's scheduled. And the Renegade Warriors end up defeating the State Patrol 
here with their tomahawk finisher and they win uh wrong team won but it is what it is doc any thoughts on this because this is the main event and boy i don't know if they really go off air hot ff man so now that we're at the end of it let's go back before we rate it and hand out the rolex Remember all the stuff I said about the matches that are kind of already booked and we know are going to happen, right? Did they advance anything or was this just two hours of let's run the clock out? I'd say it was mostly two hours of let's run the clock out. By the way, the junkyard dog wrestles moon dog Rex on the pay-per-view. Well, that'll put butts in seats. Woo! <laughs> All right, man. Unfortunately, right, JYD needs two seats to get his ass in. You haven't watched that pay-per-view ever or in a long time. How long I do you think, think that match goes? I'm pretty sure it's ever. So real quick, how long do you think that match went? Just off the top of your head. Just take a guess. I'm not going to tell Ooh. you. We'll talk about it at the pay-per-view. JYD and Moondog? Yes. Well, there's got to be a cap on it because JYD would die if he stays out there too long. So I'm going to say it's going to be a painful seven minutes. Let's. So let's do the prices right rule. How many minutes without going over do you think it was? Because I think it's easier to say seven with not really, you know, worrying about going over. You got to worry about going over or you lose a $20,000 car. In the showcase showdown. So five minutes. That's what you're going with? Yeah. We will reveal for the patrons at the pay-per-view how long that match goes as we review it. All right? I'm not going to answer it now. We reveal it then. So you can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Get access to Doc and I reviewing Halloween Havoc 90 in a few weeks when it comes up. Again, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. We're going to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Like I said, Doc, they haven't advanced anything. It's It's a shame. Uh, very much like you said, frustrating watching this because it's two hours and we're trying to make the most of it. It's just very, very frustrating. And we got too many guys with too much talent, not doing anything interesting, which is why I'm giving it a C and I think I'm being generous. Yeah, you are. Okay. What are you giving it? Uh, D plus. Yeah. I don't know if I can blame you to be honest. I, I, I can't blame you. So then we need to hand out the Rolex. And before we do so, I'm going to What we I need to do is get the Braves into spring training so that we can get these shorter episodes. Bro, this is October, dog. <laughs> I'm worried um, about that. Yeah. Uh, we need to hand out the Rolex. Before we do so, I need to remind you, please consider or please use the Amazon Associates link for BTT. Again, you don't have to be a patron. All you have to be is a listener to this free show. And if you use the link, tinyurl.com slash btt amazon the show gets a little bit of support in return it helps me pay the bills for this show i'd appreciate it again it's tinyurl.com slash btt amazon use that link each and every time you shop on amazon uh give the link to the wives girlfriends side pieces whatever you have in your life put it in the browser and tell them to use it every time they utilize amazon doc i went first with the rating uh who are you giving your rolex to yeah that's a good one yeah, this is this is a good one um, to try to figure out. 
And I'm going to zero in on one person. I'm going to give mine to Bobby Eaton. Okay. I thought he worked his ass off in that match. And it's not to say that the other three didn't, but I thought he was really, really good. No disagreement. It's got to be Bobby Eaton. Um, I contemplated giving it to the whole match because it is the Steiners. And the Midnight are on their way out shortly, you know, soon. Um, but it, there's something to what you said. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Bobby. Thought about giving it to all four guys, but let's go with Bobby. Because Bobby got in there and worked his tail off, and he did a great job. And the, the, all four guys did a great job. So um, before we get out of here, I do want to mention a couple of things. First, check out Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, still fun nonetheless. They support us, so please support them. And also check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They handle our ECW show on our Patreon feed, and they also do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin on their free feed. So check out when Mike Pru and JV the for ECW what they show. do. Um, and then before uh, I, I wrap up anything else, uh, I do need to mention Harper's life advice, relationship advice, and all that good stuff. I don't even know where Harper's at currently with his video shout outs and stuff and life and relationship advice because he's been working his tail off. And then he had Mardi Gras today. And uh, when I say working his tail off, the two weeks before Mardi Gras, man, there is a lot of uh, alcohol bought. So Harper's busy. Let's just say it like that. So. Help Harper out. Get a video shout out from him. Send it to your friends, wives, girlfriends, whatever. He'll cut a promo on them or someone you hate. Send an email to chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. That is chrisharper16wildcat at gmail.com. Or, and you need to PayPal him as well if you want the video to 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Um, if you want props, like some folks want, nothing outrageous. He's not sticking anything in any orifices. Uh, you're gonna have to send him more. So PayPal him twenty bucks. CC three zero three eight eight CC at yahoo.com, and that's that. Doc, you asked a question a second ago. When are you gonna be able to go on the ECW show? I mean, you tell me. I'll have to let them know you're interested now because you've gone back and forth. You don't have time. You do have time. Which one is it? You know, you're like a woman. When is there? Uh, when is there? Uh, where are they at on the on the? Uh, where are we at in the in the run? In their ECW run? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh God, uh, ninety five now. That is a good time. Is it? Ninety five. Ninety five is well, good. Well, what am I saying? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. It People... might be their best year that they had. Yeah, they're in summer. They're in summer of '95. Oh, that's good. Yeah, y'all keep it up, boys. Yeah, he'll 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 join when y'all are done with the run. What? He'll join when y'all are done with when they're done with the run. I didn't get an invite last Friday night for the live stream. Yeah, you're right. Thanks. You told me you were busy. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was sitting over at my house with my thumb up my ass. Okay, so you now you're lying to the people. You didn't. You didn't invite me, Bruh, If you took a sip of alcohol every time the little fella got insulted with a short joke, you'd have been drunk inside of five seconds. 
pretty bad. That's his fault for being short. He was given plenty of reason for short jokes, too. With his short picks on the NFL. Oh, God. Mm. All right. Anyway, um, I think that's all I got, Doc. Did we miss anything uh, tonight? I'm trying to remember. No, you got to go get to your drywall. I do. I'm surprised he hasn't knocked on the door yet. So I got to go check in with my Tejano neighbor. You got to do some manual labor with Manuel. Manuel. No, his name is uh, not Manuel, but okay. See, that's pretty racist on your part. Uh, uh, Tejano uh, is a Mexican-American inhabitant of Southern Texas. So Southern Texas. Yes. This ain't Southern Texas. There's actually a couple of different meanings. Some definitions state a Texan of Hispanic descent. So, But you need to it, ask him what he prefers to be called. So before y'all get to work, y'all need to sit down at the breakfast table and have a drink. And figure out what to call each other. Dog, he was helping me one time with some with some stuff in the front of the house, and uh, you know I, I believe in paying people for their services. So you know I was I was trying to give him some money. I'm like, you know, bro, what do I owe you? You know, like I'm trying to give him a nice little chunk of change because he had been out there doing some work in the Texas heat summertime. And before we started, he was like, man, just, just get the case of beer, you know? Yeah, see? And there I'm like, go. I'm like, You didn't right. know how many beers was in a case, I bet. No, I went and got a case. And bruh, him and my other neighbor, what'd you say? How many beers is that? 24. Okay. Him and my other neighbor, who was helping too, dude, they were crushing it. And this but is you the took one, one only sip t- of one and went, ew. Oh no, I was drinking Henny. Um my <laughs> the neighbor, one of the neighbors, I see him drink a lot all the time. I mean he can he can put the beers down. He he must have just guzzled too quick because it was hot out there. Bruh, it hit him. He starts puking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, what man, happened, I gotta, dude? I, I, I got I love I love my Mexican friends, man. They're the they're the best. Dude, so they're awesome. One of the dads at the at the soccer was telling me, "This is genius, dude." I don't know if I should tell the story actually, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell it since there's no names. He was like, "So my buddies play on a on a on a a adult team in Dallas, and soccer team, huh? Adult soccer team? Is that what? Yeah, yeah, yeah." Okay, I'm just clarifying. And he goes, every once in a while, ICE would show up and harass them. Oh, Jesus. So they decided that all the ones with papers would be the ones to run so that ICE would chase the guys with papers, and that would give all the guys without papers times to get away. I don't believe that. (laughs) That's genius. That's that's not true. It's not true. No, because then the, the ones without papers would need to feel comfortable enough to stay there. Because no, they gotta go, man. That's your chance to get. Nah, bro. I don't believe it. That's blend not, into the that's blend not. into the scenery at that point. They're lying to you. That's not what. I, that's not how it went down. So you're calling Mexican people liars? I'm not calling Mexican people liars. I'm calling the dude that told you that story a liar. Therein lies the difference. Oh, okay. But that is funny. 
Well, good luck with your repairs tonight, asshole. <laughs> okay. Damn, man. You got to get all hot about it, bro. Sheesh. No, I got to go now. I do, too. I'm kind of hungry, man. Time for some... What would you say last week? Time for some supper? I need some supper, too. I didn't have any before we recorded. I'm, I'm getting a little hungry. Somebody's going to take that story you said. Get offended. When it In was what? all you do, all you were doing was repeating what this gentleman yeah. told you. I think it's uh. genius. Well, Doc, on that note, hopefully we'll have Harper back next week. And yeah. uh, he'll come with the stories uh, that only Harper can do. But for me and you, I think that's going to wrap things up. And why don't you hit the tagline and get us out of here, bud? Fuck it, bitch. <laughs>